Greetings, fellow wonders in the fourth dimension, and welcome everybody to our season nine of Doctor Who Hype Show. Get hype! The giggling man down the interpipes talking to me is Mr. Michael Mould. How are you, sir? Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ate a really sugary donut before we started recording <laughs> and I thought that would be a really good idea. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, um, so, yeah, anyway, we're going to be t- hyping up and getting forward and looking ready to, uh, well, getting ready and looking forward to um, Series 9 of Doctor Who, which, as we recall, starts in only two weeks' time. Very exciting, much Doctor. Wow. <coughs> mm. <laughs> Lol, wow. <laughs> um, so, is it just me, Emma? Does it really seem like there hasn't been that much announced? Strangely. No, no, that's why I covered it up with uh, air horn noises. Yeah, Um, yeah, so there's really not been a lot um, coming out, which really, compared to some other years, where Mm. I felt like we knew everything going into the season. Yeah. It's strange because, I mean, what we've got here is um, Doctor Who TV website does a sort of like uh, a what we know sort of thing. For a new series, and we've got the August update, so this is as, as current as it gets, really. Mm. But I mean, there's still a good sort of half the episodes haven't even got titles yet. Yeah, I mean, it's unusual because unfortunately, as we recalled, mm-hmm. Doctor Who magazine has not yet hit the the latest Doctor Who magazine has not yet hit the shelves, mm. <clears throat> and usually that's a pretty good because uh, it's sort of the official mm. uh, now publication of uh, the BBC, really. Um, it's usually good for revealing things like episode titles, and it hasn't yet hit the shelves. Mm. So I feel like we're going to know some more of that information probably next week. But, mm. uh, yeah, it's unusual to not know even all the episode titles yet. Yeah. Because I'm, sure I'm sure even for things like series, I want to say three and four, that information definitely in the wild for a good few months before. Mm. Yeah, it's strange. Um, so anyway, uh, where should we start? So obviously, you know, Peter Capaldi <laughs> and Jenna Coleman are back. Hooray! As... Well, I mean, that's actually kind of interesting because I think, as most people know, mm-hmm. um, Jenna Coleman was going to be packing up and pissing off mm-hmm. at the end of last year, but changed her mind. Interesting. Mm. So it kind of makes you wonder whether this might be our last series or... Do you know what? I, I, I sort of would say yes. Hmm. Because um, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, she's she's kind of casting around for something else to do. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like it's a little bit, you know, that it's sort of like the footballer trans- tran- uh, transfer window. Yeah. I feel like that she was kind of putting herself out there, and then the, the window shut, and she's got to now uh, <laughs> stay another year. Um, I mean, obviously, but I don't think and, until the tell-all books come out in about twenty years, <laughs> I don't actually know um, kind of the the true reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll say it. It was a prize, I think, to all of us. I mean, the indication certainly uh, would show it. I mean, at the end of last year. I mean, a companion doing a heel turn like that, mm. and then sticking on with the series uh, is pretty unprecedented. I think. Mm-hmm. The other sort of big thing that came out pretty. Fairly sharply was that uh, Michelle Gomez was back as Missy. Yeah, they really put that out early as well. Mm. I th- I feel like it was one of the traditional put out a official press release because someone's going to leak it type. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, something, if you go back way back to our one of our first episodes, I think it's actually our first episode when we talked about the lead up to series eight, mm-hmm. we talked about the, the pretty catastrophic amount of um, leaking that happened. It, yeah. I mean, the, the fact that six of the episodes escaped into the wild before, weeks before the show went out. Um, it was, but I and mean, then basically the BBC was playing damage control ever mm. since. So really by, I mean, people get annoyed that things like, you know, um, that Missy sort of being back um, is sort of revealed so early. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do know a lot of people who absolutely hate that. And I've actually, I think we should preface this episode by saying, if you want to go into series nine, knowing next to nothing, as little as possible, maybe um, give this episode uh, a skim over. Cause mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it, we probably, we may reveal something that we, uh, the BBC has revealed. And uh, I think the really my spoiler policy is if the BBC has put it out there, if it's on the BBC website, I don't think you can really consider it a spoiler anymore. Mm. It is in the general public knowledge. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that some people just don't want to know this stuff. So uh, come back to us in a few weeks when it's all been revealed on telly properly. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, I know some people obviously get annoyed with this sort of thing. It was it, it's something that they've done really since series two is reveal sort of big characters coming back, and mm-hmm. you kn- you know it was going to leak anyway. Someone someone with a long lens was going to see Michelle Gomez on set. Yeah, and I think we we all expected that she would be back after the events of last year. Mm. I don't think anyone watching that would have gone, well, that's the end of the master. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it, you know, it, I, I, but I'm personally surprised that from the trailer that hit yesterday for the first episode, The Magician's Apprentice, mm. she's right front and centre up in there. Yeah. But, I mean, I, like I said, they've, they've already been pushing this, so they may as well, you know, may as well go yeah. whole hog. Yeah, throw all your cards on the table at once. I mean, mm. obviously, we we something that we've talked about. We don't talk about ratings a lot on this show, I think, because it doesn't really matter. Mm. But I think it, it may begin to matter this year. I think I, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later mm-hmm. on, I think. But um, it, it doesn't really benefit the BBC in any way to kind of keep their cards close to their chest. Mm. You know, you, you want to push out the most exciting thing about your episode. And I think that... It, having Missy straight there is is pretty good, and it looks like that a lot of the speculation as to where this this episode may be taking place might be right, mm. judging by the um, judging by the, the what's come out on the trailer. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's carry on with the rest of the, the the recurring cast because I'm very happy about who else is on the recurring cast list. Generic mm. Gray. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Emma. Sorry. <laughs> um, who... Anyway. Yeah, who, was, who was extremely... I promise I won't do that too much. He was extremely excellent in the, the series uh, Just Gone. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm super glad that she's coming back along with uh, Michelle Gomez. I think she's been great every episode that she's been in. Mm-hmm. Um, more unit. Yes, please. Um yeah. Definitely more of Kate Stewart, hundred percent on board with this one. Uh, Ingrid Oliver also returning, yay! Um, yay! Uh, but I must say, a little bit of a swerve on that one mm. uh, because I truly didn't think she would be back. Yeah, so um, that's, that's going to be interesting to see what's what's going on with that one. Yeah, although I mean, it does it does sort of make me think that Doctor Who deaths are now sort of about as serious as comic book deaths. 
Well, yes. <laughs> That's the happy thing, you know. He's like, oh, well, she's dead, is she? Oh, all right, oh, then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, this one was a little bit out of left field, though. Um and Wade back as Rigsy. Yeah, that was really surprising, actually. That's thumbs up in my book. Oh, absolutely. Um, she, he, yeah, I really... It was one of those ones that, you know, he was... In the episode Flatline, he was really kind of did take a companion role with obviously Clara essentially playing the Doctor for a mm-hmm. lot of that episode. So it does behove her to have a companion. And um, Riggsy was one of those fun characters that you thought has kind of got all the right stuff for companionness. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know if he's going to be any sort of regular um, addition to the cast uh, mm. or if it's just kind of a. Uh, one or two off. I believe he is he in the two part or in the middle of the series. No, he is in uh, episode ten. He's in episode ten, which is still on my list. A TB and out, TBA, TB and to be announced. I think on my mm. list. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, good stuff. I'm, I'm glad. I'll be easy. I'll be interested to see if he's going to go down sort of a Mickey route of. It's since his encounter, he's kind of been researching and, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to meet with them again, or if it's going to be entirely coincidental, they're just going to drop into his uh, lap, so to speak. Yeah. Um, looking on this uh, page on Doctor Who TV, there's a couple of uh, supporting roles that uh, have been in Doctor Who previously. Um, Kelly Hunter um, and Claire Higgins, who are both in the f- opening two-parter. Uh, Kelly Hunter was the Shadow Architect in Stolen Earth, and Claire Higgins was... Uh, a healer, uh, member of the Sisterhood card in the Night of the Doctor. Um, sacred Fire, Sacred Flame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I would be surprised if... I mean, the, obviously, the intriguing one for me there is Claire Higgins, um, mm. because I'm saying the last time she was in Who, it was actually in um, when she was in the Sisterhood card again. So she's only ever yeah. been uh, that character. So whether it's going to be the sister, another an indication that the Sisterhood are going to prop up again, mm. um, obviously, that would be super interesting to, to me. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll see what she's actually up to, because... Um, the sort of little tidbit of the the sisterhood of Khan popping up again is has a lot of potential. Um, I want to pick out as well out of the the list is uh, people got really excited about Maisie Williams. Yes, um, because obviously Game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. um, there has been some intriguing little hints being dropped about. She seems to know the Doctor, mm-hmm. sort of for some reason. So I'm you know I'm quite. Uh, Quite interested as to where they, what they're going to do with her character. Yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion. Um, well, we'll probably get into that because we've got like a list of uh, all the episodes and what what's happened. So we can always get it get into that when we get to it. Mm. Um, but uh, Stephen Moffat has a, has a few things to say about uh, Miss Williams. Mm. Um, so shall we start off with episodes one and two, The Magician's Apprentice and The Witch's Familiar? Um, yeah, let's. Uh, one thing that's come up is that there's going to be uh, there's three D screenings of this, but mm. not in the UK. Huh. Yep. Um, I believe it was. Let's have a look at the list. I did have a list of the countries because there's going to be like a uh, the Doctor's uh, meditation, which is mm. uh, being shown. But say the prequel was shown in Russia, Canada, and uh, the US in three D, but it's not getting any UK screenings. Huh. Which led to a lot of people making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, but I'm sure that uh, some enterprising souls will put the uh, the uh, the doctor's meditation on uh, mm. 
on uh, various, uh, hmm. you know, check it out on Daily Motion, you know, 420 <laughs> Blaze It, all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but um, I don't, I, it's probably one of those things of it, it's a nice little, it's a nice little intro, but if you don't see it, you're not going to miss out on anything particularly huge. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah, the first two part is, so there's a lot of Daleks in this one. Well, Terry Na- the estate of Terry Nation will not be sated. Um <laughs> Must have Daleks, so you may as well go big on them. Uh, we did. I did. I did notice on the the general series nine trailer that came out. I did see. A, we did see a special weapons Dalek in the background mm. there. So um, hopefully we'll get a bit of action out of that bad boy. Yes, uh, that's always been a bit of a wasted opportunity. You'd think they'd have mm. more of them. Because also it seems to be like there's. I think there's like one of the Emperor's guards from Evil of the Daleks in the background, and mm-hmm. we've got Dalek Sec, and I think there's like a Genesis. Um, era Dalek, sort of uh, up on the up one of the top sort of uh, areas. So and also of course the the Supreme from uh, Stolen Earth. So mm-hmm. it'd be very interesting to see what's going on there. Yeah, uh, well, it definitely it, it definitely seems to imply that the Doctor and Clara have been separated again for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer certainly implies that. And uh, on the right up here, apparently Moff says uh, we've got it's the opening two parter. Which is an interesting thing in itself because mm. the last few years they've sort of moved away from the two parters um, because it was always that thing of the first part was sort of get a ton of viewers and mm. then they kind of it would drop off it would be a bit of a bell curve especially the one in the middle of the series it would kind of that would represent the lowest point in viewership of the series and then it would pick up again mm-hmm. um, so they kind of moved away from them yeah but there seems to be how many are there in this one three four four, four. There's and, four two-parters. And one kind of sort of two-parter, but not quite. So, so there's literally we, we, only like two, maybe, standalone episodes. So are we going back to, do you remember, oh, was it series, I want to say series uh, seven? Mm-hmm. Um, or no, it was the, the, uh, the, they were trying to do this the movie every week sort of thing mm. when you had like the series yeah. when we had the power of three and yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing yeah so i wonder if they're, if they're trying to sort of go back to this idea that we want to the stories we want to tell need a bigger mm-hmm. a bigger Poss- thing to do it yeah possibly but yeah they sort of seem to have gone right paradigm shift and gone straight back the other way mm. um so we're, we're starting off with a two-parter we've got two two-parters in the middle and then we've got one to finish we've got two two-parters at the start we've got the kind of sort of two-parter after that right and then there's then there's definitely another two-parter and then the two standalones and then the two-parter to close the series so two-parters two-parters and two-parters for you yeah um i'm intrigued by the fact we're getting a two-parter to start actually yeah. Um, and it seems, and he said, so again, Moff says, um, lots of Daleks, Clara receives a mysterious summons and has to team up with Missy to search for the Doctor in a very, very old place. Mm. And pack a rocket launcher, according to the Ooh, trailer. Oh, yes, that was quite cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the most recent trailer that hit yesterday um, has Missy giving to Clara what she says is the last will and testament of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. So make of that or what you will. Mm. Um, it seems to, and so a lot, once the, the Series 9 trailer, what the trailer for the whole series this is, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were saying this was Exilon. Right. Which, looking at the screenshots, it sure does look like Exilon. Mm-hmm. But then again, um, although it does say part of the opener will take place on Scarrow. And passed on mm. contemporary Earth, so it could be sort of like a quick trip around the cosmos. 
It could be, yeah. So if you want to say, I mean, they seem to be wanting to hit the ground running with this one. Mm. Um, so I do wonder if, obviously, with these two parters, we're going to have some sort of, I can see it being some sort of chase series, a la mm. The Key to Time, that they're after specific things. Mm. So that's why we've got these two parters. That would be nice, actually. Yes, I would enjoy that, I must <clears> say. Yeah. Um, there is a rumour listed here, but I don't know if I want to go into it because that could be inaccurate. Yes. Well, I mean, so take take if you're listening to this, take this with a pinch of salt. It uh, say the Daily Mirror is on my shit list at the moment um, <laughs> because I say uh, if you were watching following the news a few weeks ago, uh, the annual North and South Korea uh, World War Three uh, kicking off Olympics went uh, went down a few weeks ago, <laughs> and uh, the Daily Mirror had a World War Three uh, real time tracker. Yeah. So they can fuck right off, to be honest. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Back to the so, podcast. Yes, rum- so this rumour from the Daily Mirror. Yeah, so apparently the story will see the Doctor meeting a younger Davros and facing a dilemma of whether or not to kill him before he creates the Daleks. Uh, Hashtag Genesis of the Daleks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm, I was going to say, I think that's a... I would be surprised if they went down that road again, obviously, because, mm. you know, one of the... Arguably one of the most popular and best stories of all time essentially deals with that. Yeah. So it would be... I think it would be a bit of a stretch to expect them going back to that well, but mm. it's not out of the realms of possibility. I suppose. Mm. But I, I don't know. It's, honestly, it's one of those ones that's sort of like... Well, I don't know. I mean, it could work. I guess, but... Good work. Well, I'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Mm. Uh, so, moving on to episodes three and four, um, the fascinatingly titled Untitled Two-Parter. Mm, um, those are my favourites. Yeah. Uh, written by Toby Woodhouse and directed by Daniel O'Hara. Uh, Stephen Moffat described the story as a brilliant, cre- brilliantly creepy two-parter and one of our scariest adventures yet. Features an underwater base played by creeping ghosts and an island that is about to be submerged in water. But who or what is doing this, and how can the Doctor stop it? It's very scary, atmospheric, and claustrophobic, much like some classic episodes. Now, this strikes me as what Warriors of the Deep should have been. It absolutely does, yeah. I mean, especially as we spent an hour slamming Warriors of the Deep. <laughs> I wonder if they can uh, sort of bring it back. Mm. Um, I'm going to say, obviously, with the addition of Ghosts, it sort of brings... Uh, Things like, um, oh gosh, brain, why have you deleted this information? Um, oh, the fucking lighthouse one. Horror Fang Rock. Yes, it brings it up to mind, Horror Fang Rock. You know, the problem is, mm. a while ago, my brother sent me a mocked up, uh, like a, a picture of a mocked up thing, and it's like the horror of Fraggle Rock. <laughs> God, yeah, it's got I've all seen the that. dozers on it, and I can could not get that out of my brain. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't help, right? So yeah, it but it with ghosts and that sort of thing, it does sort of bring that to mind as well. Obviously, with all the water and the mm-hmm. the creepy, creepy. So fingers crossed. Mm. Yeah, um, and also Mira sort of reckons this is something to do with Loch Ness. Where again, we're sort of thinking Zygons, so mm-hmm. we know the Zygons are back, so mm-hmm. could be a bit of maybe uh, a bit of Nessie action again. Ooh. <laughs> 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 um, and that's pretty much it for that one. So, <laughs> moving on to episodes five and six The Girl Who Died and the Woman Who Lived, written by Jamie Matheson, Stephen Moffat, and Catherine Trigena. Sorry if I mangled her surname there. And directed by Ed Bazalgett. And this is where we get Maisie Williams. Yes. Uh, so in the Series 9 tra- teaser uh, 
trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some very intriguing little nuggets dropped by her. Um, and Moff says it's not possible to say too much about who or what she's playing, but she's going to change the Doctor in very unexpected ways. So, um, gold medal in the Vagueness Olympics, again, for Stephen Moffat. Um, <laughs> so, we'll see. Um, yeah, this is uh, though this is the one that, as you say, is narratively linked, mm-hmm. but uh, not a two-parter. So. Yeah, I'll th- be interested in how that's going to work. Yeah. Because um, I remember, it's, it's probably going to be nothing like this, but there's a big Finnish audio called, I think, I want to say Flip Flop. Yeah. The Seventh Doctor in Mel. And it's effectively the same story told twice over two discs, but with different um, vantage points, I think. I can't quite remember how it works, but the, the fact of the matter is... There's no sort of like start and there's no end to that story. Mm. So you listen to one disc and then you can listen to the other disc and it's and it basically sort of like loops around. Yeah. Kind That's of. interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is the sort of thing that would work on television because then it would be a sort of case of, well, the next episode comes along and it's like, well, how do they get out of that? So, yeah. I th- I th- but I think that's kind of what maybe is what they're sort of shooting for. It's very, it could be intermeshed. Yeah, or it's, you know, say, I mean, you, you, you could do it as, um, you know, obviously it, it's, you, you kind of get the Doctor's view on that mm. and then you get Clara's or, you know, something like that. It could be mm-hmm. a, a sort of done. Um, so there was an episode of The X-Files where they did that as well. Oh. Um, where it was they oh god what was the bloody name of it I'll just I'm gonna feel while look up the name of it because you I'm pretty good with X Files stuff but uh, is it like one of the later uh, ones? Uh, no, it was um, say it's what it, what the plot of it is that they uh, get called to what is said to be a vampire um, type of thing uh-huh. and um, it actually turns out, I mean you so basically in the episode you get his and hers oh um, on it I want to say. Was it Bad Blood or something like that? Bad Blood, that's the name of it, yeah, because it's all bit it's played sort of for laughs as well. Yeah. Because in, in Mulder's version of Bad Blood, <laughs> the Scully is incredibly shrewish. And in her version, she's sort of put upon, insanely put upon by Mulder and, uh, you know, the, the two versions of uh, Luke Wilson. No, is it Luke Wilson or the other one? Uh, there is Luke Wilson's character of the yeah. sheriff. Right. Whereas in, in Mulder's version, he's got incredibly buck teeth. <laughs> But he's super handsome in Scully's version, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, so, um, it, it, so I remember that the stupid things I remember about it, you know, there's a thing where they, obviously where they always have little typed up mm-hmm. where they are and uh, yeah. Scully's like, it's the Sam Hill um, something or other and actually Mulder goes, actually it's the Sam Hill Motor Lodge and as he's correcting her, it retypes it across the screen <laughs> and things like that. So they sort of played with the tropes of the show as mm-hmm. well for sort of comedy value. Um, so yeah, it, it could even be something like that. So we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, we we may be speculating the hell out of this one though. Oh yeah, probably. So we'll see. Yeah, Muffat um, said the first features Vikings fighting mercenary robots and a dragon. Um, can we talk about the dragon quite quickly in the trailer? I didn't look that great. Um, I'm always sort of giving it. I kind of give that a little bit of again another pinch of salt because it's not always the final VFX. So. That's true. Yes. So I seem to remember there's been other effects where we've gone, mm, and they were they were sort of better afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, and it says the second sees a group of highwaymen dealing with a Norse god. So, hmm. <laughs> as you do, as you do, yeah. 
Uh, episodes 7 and 8, Invasion of the Zygons and Inversion of the Zygons, written by Peter Harness and Stephen Moffat, who co-wrote part 2. Um, oh, man, those episode titles. Right, okay, look, <laughs> look forward to me getting these fucking mixed up for the rest of my life. <laughs> this is going to be Resurrection Remembrance, bloody of the Daleks all over again. <laughs> Um, so a Zygon invasion of Earth storyline featuring Unit and the return of Osgood. Uh, Stephen Moffat said Day of the Doctor added a prologue to it. In it, the Zygons made peace with the humans, but not every Zygon decided it was okay, so they've been raising an army silently, and now they're rising against Unit. We've been planning this forever, and Osgood, Osgood is in it. I kind of had a feeling that might have been like the case when they first yeah. announced that the Zygons were back. Because it's sort of like... It, it's, I... I mean, obviously, like, Day of the Doctor... You know that the Zygon plotline was very quickly done away with. Yeah, it it, it was, and uh, but with with when you get things like oh they haven't done anything with this storyline, mm-hmm. they do tend to come back to them, and also it's a way to get Oswin uh, Osgood back because obviously there was her Zygon mm. replicant or you know photocopy whatever you want to call it. So that's the way to have her back is that it, she's still in the in the guise of uh, Osgood. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we recently confirmed that Osgood was definitely dead and not returning, but in a show about time travel, anything can happen. The brilliant and good Oliver is back in action. That this is time, though, can the Doctor trust his number one fan? Uh, writer Peter Harness promised a big cliffhanger. So, so if, it's a, if it's a big cliffhanger and um, we've got a standout episode next, I do wonder if it's one of the ones they'll just sort of leave it on the back burner and then come back to it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so episode nine, which actually doesn't even have a placeholder title, it's just blank. No. Um, written by Mark Gatiss, though that's to be confirmed, and directed by Justin Milotnikov. Now, this one, I'm reading the description of it, and mm-hmm. I don't... Mm, this one, of out of the whole lot, gives me the most pause, because... Yes. It says, a special story that will feature only old phone and camcorder footage showing the Time Lord's followers filming their attempts to fight a creature, Doctor Who does Cloverfield. That whole found footage thing is kind of like last decade now. Well, I mean, it has been horrendously played out by mm-hmm. the the horror uh, thing because it's cheap as chips to make. Yes. You know, you you haven't even got to have it. You just give the bloody actors a camcorder and mm-hmm. let them get on with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, a bit if they sort of play with the tropes of it a little bit, and uh, you know, I'm I I will stand up and say I quite like if it's done well. I like found footage films. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first couple of Paranormal Activity movies are good. I like Cloverfield. Um, so, you know, if if they if they do it well, it could work. Mm-hmm. Um, they I, I like this thing that they're considering not having opening titles and just running the footage. That um, would be interesting. Oh, it's interesting, yeah. you know. I'll be, you know, and it's it's a shame that things like Dot Two Confidential aren't around anymore, because I would love to see the behind the scenes of this. You know, <laughs> is, it, is it, you know, is Jenna Coleman, you know, just standing there with an iPhone, yeah. you know, recording stuff? Yeah. Um. You know, again, it's sort of one of those things of if if it's sort of this whole thing of if they just roll with it, mm-hmm. and if they sort of commit to it, like you know, with um. You know some of the Doctor Light episodes and things like that. You know it it it, it could work. I mean, I think unfortunately they're a year late with found mm. footage doing a found footage thing. Mm. But I wonder if if they make it super scary, could we have a Ghost Watch esque controversy on our hands? Hmm. That, you know, that, my yeah. kid didn't know it was Doctor Who, and then the Doctor looked like he died, and my kid freaked out. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, but after, there's always one sort of like variant on that theme, which I always thought would be interesting. I first saw this, um, can you remember back into like the late 90s, early 2000s? It was after um, Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich's version of Godzilla came out and they had yes. the cartoon series of it. Yeah. There was this one episode where it was, it was kind of like found footage, but it was all done through like security cameras and yeah. things like that. So we're actually looking down on the action rather mm. than it being like the point of view camera. I always thought something like a little twist on that would have would be nice sometimes. Because obviously, you know, these things are entirely, you know, there's always like cameras recording stuff. So it would make sense that, you know, the, the, there's a sort of like an archive of this shit going down somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if if you were going to do it in a major city, I mean, because obviously you play somewhere that, like London, where oh, yeah. you know, notoriously there are hundreds and hundreds of CCTV cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because it's quite interesting. Because just on a side note, there's a new series starting next week over here called Hunted, where mm. um, people are basically going to try and go on the run, <laughs> and you know, be hunted by you know experts mm. um I, I think discovery channel had something like that called manhunter as well where they were sort of going to be let off in the forest and be followed by expert trackers and things like this you know and the whole premise is if you had to run could you you know and on i was in liverpool street station and they had a big thing on the floor saying there are 105 security cameras in this station <laughs> could you avoid them you know, um, things like that. So, well, no is the answer, no, essentially. Say. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, and then some of the, what some of the cameras can do now is quite scary because it's like in London, they've been talking about things like having gait analysis. Mm-hmm. So they just watch the way you walk because you can't yeah. fake that or change yeah. it, you know, like obviously. So they can do crazy things with those things now. But unfortunately, I don't think they're going to go down that road. Mm. Um, um, but, you know, problem with CCTV is you want to have, your, you know, your camera, your actor's face on the screen yeah. and if it's the cctv thing you're gonna have the back of their head and you know all this sort of thing so it's not really very kind of cinematic i guess so i oh, don't know no. but like i say i reckon if they'd done it last year they would have been bang on the zeitgeist mm-hmm. um but say like i've say the found footage horror thing is so played out yeah um, so we'll see it could be great it, but i think it's going to be super marmite i reckon as well if it's a lot of that wobbly footage mm-hmm. People are going to be like, oh, it made me seasick and all this sort of thing, so we'll see. Yeah, I think that's that's why the phone and camcorder footage has put me off, because it's going to be a lot mm. of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, you, you can't keep you, you know, you don't really have, like, steady cams for on, the, on phones and things like that, but do you know what I mean? It's like, I think sometimes it's like, it, watching stuff like The Blair Witch Project, you just think, whoa, hang on, whoa, hang on. Well, no, there's always a bit where you're like, just put the camera down. Yeah run you know yeah. why are you still recording this <laughs> i mean but i mean cause, i mean the reason why i like cloverfield is you know because the conceit is that the person who's recording it is like well people are going to want to see this that's mm-hmm. why i'm i'm still recording it and obviously with it being set in new york in cloverfield a sort of the post 9 11 type thing mm-hmm. um you know this whole idea of keeping a record of what happens to them is quite you know an interesting and you, you kind of buy it in cloverfield so if they if they if they do it right, mm. you know it could be great. Mm. Oh, also, Reese Shearsmith is in this one. So, the League of Gent. I'm saying we nearly got all the League of Gentlemen now. I think <laughs> in, uh, in who? So I think there's only one of them left who hasn't been in it. So, and he's he's the one who just writes it, who's not really in it. So yeah, all the actual on camera League of Gentlemen have now been on 
Doctor Who. So the Venn diagram has completed. Hooray. Um, episode 10, written by Sela Dollard and directed by Justin Milotnikov. Um, again, no title for it, but uh, this is where we have Jovian Wade back as Riggsy, um, who is reunited with the Doctor and Clara in another Earth invasion story featuring glitches in reality and invisible streets. Which, that sounds quite interesting. Mm. Um, Moffat said in an episode which left out as, why haven't we done this already? This is so Doctor Who, we should be doing this immediately. Um... And well, I worry about when it's going to be a fan favorite. Everyone will want to rewatch it. Mm. So, is it going to be like one of those episodes where obviously using the time is going to be like you'll want to go back and watch it because there's something you missed right at the beginning? Mm. Or um, I think with with that sort of thing going into it, um, if I know that, I will probably entirely miss the point of the episode because I'll be trying to work it all out as we go. So yeah, see. Yeah, I think very very much the sort of aiming to be like a a flatline two. Obviously, we've got the, the glitches in reality and invisible streets, and obviously, you know, Riggsy. Um, but I think that might be a bit dangerous for the trying to do that because I think the, what the great thing about Flatline was it was one of those ideas where you sort of like thought about it, it's like, well, how are they going to do that? And, and then it worked so brilliantly. Mm. Um, so I don't know whether this, uh, the, my point of it might be a bit uh, lightning in a bottle, but mm, it could be. We don't know. Um, and finally, episodes 11 and 12. Now, this one is going yeah. to... Episode 11 is going to be... I think this is going to be really marmite because mm. it will feature Peter Capaldi starring as the Doctor on his own. Do you know what, though? If if I'm wanting to pick a Doctor I trust to do that... Oh, yeah. It's Peter Capaldi. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I was going to say, I think... it. If anyone's got the chops to pull it off, he has. Mm. So I must say, I'm looking forward to this one a lot mm. because um, I mean, look, I mean, again, sort of referencing British TV, but there was an episode of EastEnders right. where it was just Dot, basically oh, yeah. just giving a monologue to camera. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and people were like, "It will never work," mm. and it was probably one of the the best episodes of a soap maybe ever. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, again, just saying that we'll come back to, but I really applaud them that they're trying to do different stuff this year. And like I say, if, if, um, if anyone can do it, I think that he can. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I am looking forward to yeah. seeing how that gets pulled off. Yeah. Um, episode 12 is more in the finale tradition. And, um, Moffat said the penultimate episode will end with a massive cliffhanger. One he doesn't think the fans will see coming. Mm-hmm. When you watch it, you're going to ask exactly how the Doctor and Clara are going to pull it off. Uh, Capaldi suggests that the series will not end happily. The Doctor and Clara can't have a good time for too long. They have to pay for it. Well, I'd argue when have they ever had a good time. Well, but uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. how many... Actually, let's th- let's go over this. How yeah. many series finales have we had since Doctor Who returned where it's actually been a happy ending? I can count maybe two, three... Maybe. What are you counting as? Uh... Um. Well, maybe series one because you know, obviously. Two. Excuse me. Carry on. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Sorry. <laughs> that wasn't the soundball that genuinely came out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was I saying? Oh yeah. Um. Well, kind of. Say, yeah. I mean, yes, you had a regeneration, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a big sort of thing. Really, series five, where you had the Doctor, Amy and Rory just heading off on yeah. more adventures. And 
that's about it, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, to be honest, I feel like they say this every year, though. Mm-hmm. So, but when when it with those two, I feel like it's either it's going to be horrible, horrible tragedy, and no, nothing short of horrible tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but I must say, unless they sort of basically have a great big galactic knees up this series <laughs> which it doesn't look like they're going to mm. i would struggle to say when have they i would sort of go when have they ever had a good time because they look were fucking miserable last year <laughs> so you know if we're counting that as a good time ooh wee it's gonna be you know tears before bedtime isn't it mm-hmm um, but yeah, I, I mean, the only thing that gives me pause with this as well is Moffat's the you know the Pinocchio episode, Emma the massive cliffhanger. He doesn't see the fa- things fancy coming. So are we going to have the traditional thing of Moffat is going to be stacking up just to a massive swerve, and everything kind of gets left behind to service the swerve, essentially? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm a bit worried about. Because mm. but... I mean, it's sort of the nadir of that. Obviously, was sort of when we had the. The whole the whole mystery about um you know the Amy Pond mystery and the identity of River Song and all this mm-hmm. sort of thing, I mean it felt like they were just every week they were laying that on so thick and that it was it people got pissed off with it and yeah. I think you know maybe rightly so so I do I do hope that it's not just going to be just a great big kind of like you know look at this the mystery the mystery the mystery and then you get the reveal uh-huh. and then it's sort of a bit like oh, well you know we got that thanks yeah. you know, so and everything else is, is kind of a little bit hollow after that but mm. we'll see yep and really apart from that it's just the christmas special in which river song returns oh just that yeah <laughs> just river coming back um so just a quick peek behind the curtain here people um mm-hmm. me and mike did plan to do a river song uh episode <laughs> and thank fuck we didn't because yeah. she's bloody back <laughs> again although we don't really know in what context she's back Yes, we don't. She might be like an Obi-Wan Kenobi like, hollow, false ghost or something. She could, be, she could be in like, the background for like three seconds for all we know. She could be, yeah. yeah. And then that, that'll be bloody series 10. <laughs> the search for River Song. Well, it depends on whether we get a series 10 next year. Right, let's talk about that then, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the elephant in the room being that the BBC is under some pressure at the moment, to mm. say the least, um, especially with the uh, boo Tory government in power. Boo. Right. Um, it, it's, look, the BBC is sort of finding it hard to, um, to sort of get all its funding. There was some news that came out today in that they may shut down BBC4. Oh, God. To, to save 50 million quid for more bonnet dramas and things like that that are popular. Mm. Um, so really, the BBC is kind of pinning all its hopes on all of their tentpole shows, so Strictly Come Dancing, yeah. Casualty, EastEnders, Doctor Who, um, to kind of pull in viewers because there's an increasing movement as well in this country to not pay the licence fee, which the BBC depends on because it's not doesn't use advertisers mm-hmm. um so there's incredi- increasing civil disobedience in not paying the license fee yeah more people saying who why do we need the bbc it's just a lot of old shit da, 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 da. so really they need viewing figures and they need doctor who to come out swinging this mm-hmm. year because i think it'd be all right if it just does okay but if it drops off a lot mm-hmm. it's not a guarantee that series 10 happens Mm. Or it's or it comes out in a very condensed form. You may only have six episodes. Yeah, episodes. Yeah, uh, 
see, the thing of it is, a lot of people go, oh, we don't need the BBC and blah, 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 blah. But I, I, I was trying to remember, was it, might have been on Tech It or Leave It or somewhere, one of the shows, um, there was like an experiment to see how people would do, like if they took away the BBC and that mm-hmm. and all that. And a lot of people go, oh, well, actually, we, we kind of miss it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's going to, I think if anything radical happens to the BBC, like, you know, even if it just, like, has to have, like, commercial breaks, like ITV, Channel 4, Channel 5, and all that does, that's going to be so fucking weird, man. Yeah, it really will be. I mean, it's even weird when you watch a BBC show on a channel that has adverts. So, like, if you watch it, like, a repeat of something on, like, one of our one of the satellite channels, one of the mm. Freeview channels. Like Dave. Like Dave, for instance. Yes, everyone who doesn't live in the UK. We have a channel that is called Dave. <laughs> um, and the plus one the plus one hour is called Dave Jarvu. Yeah. I hope uh, Alan Davies got some money for that. because Yes, that's, I do hope so, yes. <laughs> that's, that's definitely one of his jokes. Yes, it was. Um, so, yeah, but when you watch something of, that's come off the BBC on Dave, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I occasionally do, it's so jarring to have an advert break in it. Because mm-hmm. it's usually just, like, dropped right in. Yeah, it really is. Well, because it's not designed yeah. around having advert breaks. Yeah, exactly. So you don't get beats in the show. I mean, if you watch an ITV show, mm-hmm. if you watch a drama, they it kind of, they, they obviously write it so they know that the advert is coming roughly here. Yeah. So we know that we can come back to you going, oh, you know, when you go come back from making a cup of tea, you're going to keep watching this episode. Mm. So it, you, uh, to for it to, to be start to be written like that, yeah, would be so weird. I mean, you know, people in the states who I've spoken to who watch Who, mm-hmm. they drop adverts in at ludicrous times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, even like watching like a TV movie. Mm. Is is weird because it has like these fades to blacks and like obviously you know this is where this is we're gonna get like fifty minutes of commercials because obviously America mm-hmm. um, and even that just like watching that back on DVD it's like what's well, that's strange you know what I mean mm, really is so I mean it's it's turbulent times in BBC world and you know it, it the very unfortunate possibility. That the BBC may either just not have the money or the ability or the will or any of these things to keep who going mm-hmm. or give it a year's rest and then we'll see sort of thing is yeah. kind of scarily possible at this point. So we'll see. Um, I don't know how much they're sort of hoping that viewing figures are kind of going to kind of justify it. But when we're now in a world where Great British Bake Off is getting 10 million viewers, mm. um Really, I think the BBC is going to struggle to match that. The, the, the Doctor Who, sorry, is going to struggle to match those sort of numbers. Yeah. Um, but you have got sort of, the, for the first couple of weeks, you're going to have Strictly leading into it. Mm-hmm. So you sort of hope that they're, they're... But the problem is you're now in the X Factor cycle on mm-hmm. uh, ITV. So that does pull viewers away. Um, they sort of, the BBC have also announced that they will, because obviously the, the crossover demographic between people who watch Strictly and The X Factor is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. They, they've sort of said that they will put them, or not put them up in direct competition. They will be at different times completely. Because mm-hmm. the ITV has announced The X Factor schedule way in advance. Yeah. So the BBC are going, right, okay, so they're on at eight, we'll put Strictly on at seven. But that does mean that people will go directly from Strictly to X Factor and not watch Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that may be a problem. And I think even like with today's Doctor Who, it would be a bit weird to have it on before that, like around about six or even earlier. 
You know, yeah. not, not like the Saturday tea times like it used to hold. Yeah, I mean, you know. the problem is that it, this we complain about this every year. That they do this infuriating thing of it will be on at six o'clock at one night, eight thirty the next week, mm-hmm. seven o'clock the week after that. It's never on the same time. Mm. And also the fact that they're going on this heavy two-parter thing, it's so reliant on people having watched the first bit. Yeah. Because then there'll be someone writing into the paper saying, I watched Doctor Who, I didn't understand what was going on, which was the big problem with it a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Um, so people, it's it's kind of, it's kind of not putting off the casual viewer, but it's expecting people to watch every episode. Yeah. Rather than just dropping in and out, which I think a lot of people were doing. Yeah. So I do worry a bit that it's going to, you know, we're going to get like the normal biggish viewing figures for series for the episode one and then it's going to drop way off because people don't want to watch it every week yeah and it sort of like makes you wonder well if they can't put it on in in the autumn even i mean because mm. i mean this i think this is even later than it started last year yeah yeah it is so it's like what do you do do you put it on like early in the new year and even then are people going to necessarily tune in yeah it's i was going to say um I am slightly concerned in that respect. Also, I think something that's been in the back of my mind um, is that I think this this feels a bit make or break in terms of Capaldi's Doctor. Because mm. although, you know, he's popular and people love him and all this sort of thing, I feel like last year did turn some people off. Yeah, um, I'll yeah definitely grant you that. Because, I mean, look, we'd, let's do it like a case in point within Simply Syndicated ourselves, our own ranks. Mm. Rick. Rick Tetro, he hated Capaldi's Doctor, mm. and but I mean, luckily it turned turned around and he and ended up loving him. But you know, when you've got like someone like who we know, obviously, and who's so into his sci-fi, and like that sort of like you got like got a big old note about mm. that. I say, I mean, I must say that these are the sort of these are the sort of guys who who needs to keep. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily the people who are capital D, capital W, capital F, Doctor Who fans, mm-hmm. but the people who are genre fans and will watch genre shows. Yeah. These are the people we kind of need to keep watching. Yeah, the sort of um, we, as I like to call them. The sort of we, the middle <laughs> we, you know. So, um, so yeah, it's... Um, it, 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 I think that, unfortunately, I think just from like looking at my Twitter and things like that, People did love the show, but mm-hmm. also there were it was a significant minority of people who were like who didn't like it, mm. who found you know who found the whole Danny Clara Doctor stuff too abrasive. I mean, we talked yeah. at length about all this stuff. You know, if people who are coming to the show knew, please you know go back and check out some of our series eight review episodes as we went out. Caretaker, um, especially caretaker, caretaker, especially where I just basically talked without breathing in for twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> You know, it, it's it, it's stuff like that. I did think turned people off, and mm-hmm. I think because for all the people, all the Doctor Who fans saying we want a more abrasive Doctor, we want you know not so cuddly and all the huggy stuff, and mm-hmm. you know a bit more you know clash of heads, and mm-hmm. they sort of they went with that, and it didn't. I think it rubbed people up the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that there's, I think that the whole the whole Clara stuff. I think there's a, again a, a significant minority of people who hate her. Yeah, uh, um, and again, I can sort of like see why because, I mean, obviously she's not Amy Pond, but it's like they've—I think they've mismanaged her so badly as a mm, character. They have, 
And it's it's a shame because Jenna Coleman's a lovely person, I'm sure. And yes. she does incredibly well in what she gets given. I mean, again, go back to Dark Water, the volcano scene. That's mm. scary. That's, That's scary shit, that. Mm. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I think, I think if and when Clara leaves, I think what Doctor Who should try and do next is just have a more regular companion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like more like your Martha Jones, you know nothing. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try and say phrases carefully. It's like nothing like particularly special about them. They just ended up. Well, not um, not so much baggage. I think yeah. is maybe what you're searching for there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you got. I mean, Amy and Clara back to back, and you could also sort of like maybe say Donna a little bit yeah. as well because you know she's like shouting against the world as the. The Metacrisis Tenth Doctor always said so. Like somebody, of, like more like Rose or Martha, at the beginning of their their companionship. With yes, the Doctor. indeed. Yeah, I think just sort of. I don't. Know, I think I think there's sort of a, a thing of like just wanting to get back to adventures. Yeah, and stuff like that. Um, again, I, I do wonder if I mean because that's what's worrying me about this sort of two-part heavy approach mm-hmm. in that they're going to be doing like a long storylines and stuff like that. So, again, I mean, I think that Series 8 showed flashes of that. I mean, because we had Flatline, which was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stuff stuff like Flatline. And I think, to be honest, I think Dark Water pushed some people too far. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. And I think, so, I think also the problem with Dark Water is, is followed up by Death in Heaven. And mm-hmm. it's like we said, it's sort of like it goes in the wrong direction. They didn't, like, stick with it. No. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's almost it, like... When Moffat was writing it, he got to the end of like Dark War and he's going, "Oh God, no! This is this is too dark. I don't want to change any of this, but it's getting too dark, so I'll mm. alter Death in Heaven, so it's not as dark." And I think that sort of it didn't ruin Dark Water retroactively, but it's sort of like it's a bit of a jarring change in tone. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And you know, we as you know, as Star Trek fans as well, we know that. The, the two-parter does is always, you know, the thing of the first episode is great and then the second episode is a bit like, you know, yeah. so we'll see. Um, I must say I'm I'm sort of apprehensive going into this one, I think more than I have been for a long time. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll sort of cross our fingers and hope for good stuff. Now, we should sort of talk about how we're going to approach reviewing um, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so our current plan is uh, that we will be doing, because, again, with the spirit of uh, this is all going to be two-parters, we will be reviewing the episodes every other week. Mm-hmm. So what so, we'll be doing yeah. is that our next episode will be covering episodes one and two. The following episode, which will be maybe about, will be about the broadcast date of episode five, will cover episode three and four and thereon. So yes. basically, we'll be doing six shows for series nine rather than the twelve we did last year, which I think actually I'm kind of glad they've done the schedule now because it actually works out yes. a lot better. It works out a lot better for us. Um, so yeah, it, that's uh, that's how we plan to attack it. As always, we're gonna and we're gonna be you know asking you as well. Um, you know, we we'd love to have feedback from you guys mm. out there. Um, you know, uh, let us know if you like that format from us. Also, we'd love to have your feedback about the episode. So if yeah. you, um, you know, you're watching episode one, want to fire off some thoughts to us, um, 
please do. Uh, we will be recording kind of after the fact, so we would have had uh, time to sit and absorb the episodes. Mm-hmm. So please, we'd love to have feedback from you guys. Fire us off uh, an email yep. and uh, let us know how you're feeling about the episodes as they go out. Mm-hmm. And you can do that at greatershowatsimplesyndicated.com or you could write a message on our Facebook wall at facebook.com slash Podcast. Is that right, Emma? That's correct, yeah. Yep. Um, Say so we'll also feature pictures of my cat. Yes. Also... <laughs> <laughs> um, and also if you want to keep it under 140 characters you can do so we could do a, a few tweets that's fine um, at Greatest Show Pod is our Twitter account and while you're on Simply Syndicated do check out all our other good shows do check out uh, Simply Syndicated Movie News which is our uh, new stable mate in the uh, the Enterprise uh, which yep. is Richard Smith and uh, Jen and Rick and Scott. Scott. All, yes, all talking about movie news, which normally creeps in to other Simply Syndicated shows. So hopefully that'll be corralled. Yep. I'm not holding my breath over that, but there we go. <laughs> also, if you enjoy apparel and apparel with slogans on, uh, please uh, check out the merch store. Um I have a magnificent pair of the Night Arrows t-shirt, fresh out the kitchen. Um, people reading my chest um, were confused and appalled by it. So please join me in that. Well, in terms of your chest, did they think it was some sort of euphemism? I think there was. A, yeah. <laughs> there was some worries about it being a euphemism. Mm. But uh, yes, so if you want to intrigue people with uh, chest slogans, please go to um, the Spreadshirt page, which I believe is linked on the website. Yes, it is. And you can also get a cuddly toy. Yay! Yay. So, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. I, uh, I'm getting excited. Are you getting excited? I'm already buying booze. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, probably bad. Okay. If, if, last, if last year's football season slash Doctor Who showing a zone was anything to do, that overlap caused severe damage to my liver. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> with that being said, good night, everybody. Night night! I couldn't slot that one in anywhere.